CTV's W5 with Avery Haynes. There's an old saying that truth is often the first casualty of war. Russia's invasion of Ukraine is proving that to be true. While soldiers fight on the battlefield, Molly Thomas investigates a parallel propaganda war that is being waged online. As Ukrainian soldiers and civilians take up arms against their Russian aggressors, there's another battle online over what's fact and what's fiction. It's an information minefield with traps around every corner. Like this text, supposedly sent from Ukrainian soldiers describing a hellish war zone where nobody wants to fight, urging their comrades to flee. But it's actually from online Russian trolls. Or this photo that claims Ukraine is rigging its own nuclear reactor, when in reality, Putin's forces fired rockets at it. Take a look at these people. Irina and Vladimir, reportedly Ukrainian journalists. But get this, they're not even real. They are artificially generated avatars created to confuse Ukrainians. Experts say a war of disinformation is raging, and it's one of Russia's most strategic weapons. Disinformation is something that has nothing to do with reality. Svetlana Matvienko is an assistant professor at the School of Communication with Simon Fraser University. She's currently in southwestern Ukraine and is seeing firsthand how complete lies are camouflaged as the truth. Disinformation is a tool that targets anyone whose opinion has to be changed. One, or who has to be confused, or who has to be scared. <laughs> Panic is useful. Fear is useful. Russia is known for spinning stories over the years. What specific tactics are you seeing in this war? We are seeing many very old traditional methods, right, of twisting facts, staged events. They are really loved by Russian media. We've seen Facebook and Twitter, TikTok. And they're firing on all cylinders. Yes. Russian state-backed media, like RT, have been the traditional drivers of disinformation. But in this war, Russian messaging is also coming through hacked accounts of family members and friends. Every soldier has a Facebook account or TikTok account now. And because of this, everyone can be reached directly. People are receiving personalized messages um, and they're being either threatened or confused, or asked to surrender. Russia and the Soviet regime that came before have been perfecting the art of deception for decades. In 1923, Soviet dictator Joseph Stalin started a special government agency called Desinformatsiya to aggressively spread lies and mislead public opinion. Fast forward 60 years to the AIDS epidemic. The KGB commenced Operation Infection, falsely accusing the U.S. military of inventing the virus. And in 2016, a shocking revelation at the time. Our investigation found that the Russian government interfered in our election in sweeping and systematic fashion. The most powerful democracy in the world, influenced by a fire hose of Russian falsehoods. 
In 2019, W5 went to St. Petersburg, Russia to investigate Russian troll farms, organizations that spew lies online. You just sat at your desk and did exactly what you were told. This former troll gave our team rare undercover video inside a factory of disinformation that operates around the clock. A huge number of people in St. Petersburg worked there and they never said a word about it. It's a similar situation to when someone works in the sex industry and then they're ashamed to tell others about their job because they had to do it for the money. This is very similar to a job of a troll. Ukraine has been a constant online target of Russian trolls. Ukrainian journalists put in a lot of effort to battle Kremlin's propaganda. Organizations like Stopfake came to life through Ukrainian professors and students in 2014 to combat the Kremlin's online lies. Here you see a headline from 2014, claiming to be Ukraine's National Guard equipped to use chemical weapons. When fact-checked, it was really Russian troops during a training exercise a year earlier. This tragic scene claims to be the battle at the Kramatorsk airport in eastern Ukraine in 2014. The same image was repurposed again in 2018, this time claiming to be the location of an armed conflict in Donbass, Ukraine. It's actually the site of one of Canada's worst rail disasters, the runaway train derailment in Lac Mégantic, Quebec in 2013 that claimed 47 lives. Disinformation is a weapon and it's used every day on social media, the same platforms that you know we all use every single day. Torontonian Giancarlo Fiorella recently moved to Amsterdam to work as an investigator for Bellingcat, an independent collective of researchers, investigators, and citizen journalists who use publicly available data to figure out what's real and what's not. Like this news report that was broadcast on multiple state-run media channels, blaming Ukraine for an alleged attack just days before Putin invaded the country. This is uh, from a pro-Kremlin media outlet, so they're reporting on this event as if it were uh, an IED attack. One of the things that we noticed was that the bodies that were visible inside the vehicle that had supposedly been impacted by an IED, they were showing signs that they had undergone autopsies, so they had undergone medical procedures after death. And in particular, we noticed that there were very sharp and straight cuts in some of the bones of these bodies. We contacted medical experts who confirmed that the cuts in these uh, in the bones that were in the car were part of an autopsy process, that these were, in effect, dead bodies that they had placed in the vehicle and that they had then burned to give the impression that there had been an explosion. Wow, the lengths that they go to to, to try to make something real. Yeah, I mean, the car was real, the bodies were real. It looks like they set it on fire. Uh, they sent crews out there to record it. With fake stories like this, Russia could frame its full-scale invasion of Ukraine as retaliation. That's why fact-checkers like Fiorella are so vital. We're part of a group of researchers who are working with the Center for Information Resilience. We are coming together to verify videos and images that are coming out of the conflict in Ukraine. This is a version of the sheet that we are working on. They're verifying them on the spreadsheet, then pinpointing the exact locations on this map. Unfortunately, one of the things that happens during conflicts is that you tend to see a resurgence of recycled material. So we've seen images from Syria uh, or from other conflicts in the world sort of pop up and be attributed to Ukraine. So this process of, of, of pinpointing precisely where uh, an image was taken 
or a video was recorded as part of the verification process. Some could be easy, some could take days or weeks, hey? Sometimes months for uh, investigators like, like ourselves to really uh, get to the bottom of it and prove that it's been falsified in some way. Setting the facts straight is pressing in this war, especially when the Russian embassy in Canada is spinning its own story. The strikes are targeting military facilities only, it claims on Twitter. We are witnessing an unprecedented wave of lies, fake news, distorted and fabricated facts aimed at discrediting our actions. That's completely false. We have uh, over 150 incidents in our data set alone that shows damage to civilian infrastructure, heavy damage, sometimes catastrophic damage to residential areas, to schools, to hospitals, as well as unfortunately uh, civilian casualties. So again, people have been killed by Russian bombs and Russian artillery shells. Big tech giants have also stepped up to stop some of the falsities. Facebook's parent company, Meta, along with YouTube and other social networks, have banned Russian state-controlled media outlets like RT and Sputnik across Europe. It's unfortunate that it took a war for large social media companies to finally remove uh, Russian state media off their platforms. So Marcus Kolga is the founder of disinfowatch.org, a Canadian organization that monitors and debunks disinformation. He's also an expert on Russia and Eastern European issues and warns Canadians to be careful about the content they consume, even beyond the war in Ukraine. Information warfare is just important for the Russian government as the tanks that, they're, that are rolling into Kiev right now. Without it, they would completely grind to a halt and they need that, that information warfare um, to deceive uh, the Russian people, the Western world and Ukrainians as well. It obviously causes a lot of confusion and chaos because you don't really know what to believe. This is very important that uh, Canadians are aware that, uh, that there are these efforts underway to um, cause confusion, to cause chaos, to, to try and manipulate um, Canadian understanding of what is happening. Kolga blames Russia for disseminating false facts about COVID-19 that have caused massive confusion on social media. They've sank their disinformation fangs, if you were, into it to further polarize us and divide us. Russian state media has amplified narratives that promote vaccine hesitancy. They've been promoting anti-masking uh, movements. So what they're doing really is, is exploiting the pandemic. But now Russia is changing tactics, charging forward on Ukraine and scaling back on COVID disinformation. Good afternoon. Dr. Joss Reimer, the lead for Manitoba's Vaccine Task Force, tweeted this. Has anyone else noticed a sudden absence of anti-vax bots since Twitter was restricted in Russia? The silence is dramatic. Marcus, let me ask you, can disinformation kill? It has during COVID because of the vaccine hesitancy uh, it's been promoting. In this war, it's being used as a weapon. Absolutely. Ukraine is countering with a social media offensive. Its defense and intelligence agency created an official telegram channel to kill enemy misinformation. Though it won't be easy to fight Russia online. Russia's information warfare machine has only been growing and developing. It targets our understanding and our perception of world events, domestic events, and it affects our decision making. I would say that, that Canadians need to be extremely careful of the narratives that they're seeing right now. Um, just like Ukraine, Canada is the target of an active Russian information operation right now. 
intended to erode support for what is happening in Ukraine, uh, to confuse us, and to make us believe that Russia is justified in its actions. Despite fears that cyber warfare would be used to attack infrastructure in this conflict, the war so far has been limited to conventional weapons and propaganda. You've been listening to CTV's W5 with Avery Haynes.